everyone, this is your host, Jessica. But you can also call me Chess, which is why the name of this podcast is Grounding with Chess. This is the space where we can have real life conversations. As a yoga teacher, healthcare professional, a mommy, a wife, and all the roles that you can think of, I created this space for us to connect and to have real life conversations as we were sitting in my backyard drinking a cup of coffee, a tea, and having a few crackers with it. In this podcast, we talk about a wide variety of topics such as yoga of the mat, motherhood, everyday roadblocks, lifestyle, tips, insights, experiences, and a lot of limiting beliefs that we encounter in our life. So if you're ready to get inspired and powered and just reminded of a few things that we can get to talk about, what about you join me on today's episode, shall we? Hello everyone, so welcome to today's episode, episode number 17. Join me as I talk today with Rowan and we talked about how is it for women of mother society juggling with different roles and that is very easy to get caught up in the midst of to-dos and forget about taking care of ourselves, which is the topic for today's episode, work-life balance and self-care. We will be talking about how do you strive for balance and regain your self-worth, which are key elements for our lives. We will be centering our conversation on tips and insights on striving for a work-life balance and tapping into your self-worth. So if you're ready for today's episode, join us ahead, shall we? It's so good to have everybody on. Um, I'm really excited. Now, if you're here and you're watching replay, hit type in replay and drop any questions and comments you have for Jess and I. Um, and we will be able to circle back to it and answer questions. We'll try to do it during the live if we can, um, but if not, we'll get to it after the live as well. We're talking about work-life balance and we're talking about self-respect, self-worth and how that all mashes together when you're a working mom, you've got a, you've got a job or a full-time job and you have kids and dinner and the laundry and projects and other things going on. So um, I'm really excited to have Jess because not only are you a healthcare professional, you also have a yoga practice and you have a family, you're doing all of the things. <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me, Rowan. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for um, having me on, on, on Instagram and thank you for joining us here uh, on all these platforms and the Grounding Journey platforms because I do feel that the more awareness we share, uh, in regards of work-life balance, um, the better, right? And just to give you the heads up, don't think that we're gonna give you a magic wand because there's no such thing as a magic wand to strive for work-life balance. Is um, we will be sharing different tips and insights, and also uh, basing our experiences um, on what you can implement or you could try, just to give it a try, just to explore what might work for you. But we don't have a magic recipe. We don't have a magic one. And for sure, we don't have like, um, we don't have magic, okay? We don't create magic. We just share tools and for you to, to give it a try and see what you experience in your own journey. Thank you once again for everybody that's joining. And um, that's it, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. So I have, I have a question. Um, and I thought I'd open up the discussion with this. Uh, why do we believe in taking time to restore and renew? And renew? It, from a, a mental and from a spiritual perspective and a physical perspective, why do you believe in taking some time out for yourself? Mm. Okay, so for those that don't know me yet, I am Jessica. I am the founder of The Grounding Journey and the, and the reason why I created this space is because I do believe in the power of connection and also in all the tools that we can share in order for us to find connection within ourselves and find meaningful connection with others. With that said, doesn't mean that we currently don't have meaningful connection with our surroundings. It's just that we get, we tend to get so caught up in everything we do, like you were saying at the beginning, all the to-dos, that it's very easy to forget to take care of ourselves. 
So yes, so the reason why I created the grounding journey is because of that, because I wanted to create the space in order to find that um, the, the tools and nurturing environment for people to feel safe, explore, and also to ask and find that guidance. So, so yes, that was that, you know, I wanted to share that before um, diving into your question. So work-life uh, balance as we share and also taking care of, of for yourself and taking care of you during your day it is because and you will hear me say very often you gotta feel your inner cup because if you don't take care of yourself who else will do it and yes although we find um, people that love us and people that nurture us and people that give us attention um, the only person that we get to hang around with 24 7 it is ourself so if we don't if we don't pour into our own cup if we don't give to ourselves, then we hang on to expectations and to sitting and waiting for other people to do it for us and to give it for us so whenever other people don't do it then we encounter disappointment, then we encounter sadness, then we encounter a lot of things that we experience just because other people are not giving us what we are capable of giving ourselves to begin with. I think you touched on something really interesting. When you said um, we're, we can give us, we can give ourselves these this nourishment, I think what a lot of people maybe are in process with is looking for that external validation um waiting for somebody else to do it for us and i think that becomes uh, maybe a cycle because we can't always find that in other people and um we also become like echo chambers if we're just constantly looking outside of ourselves for this renewal uh, when we really need to pull within and in inside and do that for ourselves first mm, yes definitely and that's what i was referring to i was referring to the fact that we just wait expect and uh just lay back and become complacent on waiting for other people and for other um and for external external like feelings external feelings not feeling to feel external feelers there, there you go that's the word external feelers right and then when we don't get it for x y or z reason then we start to experience all those um all those feelings disappointment sadness um uh that we feel left um like uh, not left but uh, what is the word they're trying to say not left out either hmm i forgot they said i was gonna i was that was gonna say but it's just that it, it it goes back to that it goes back to the fact that we like we don't get it from someone else feel bad with but in reality we are capable of giving it to ourselves we are whole we are a whole being a whole soul so we can do it for ourselves and then i do feel that when we do it for ourselves we are able to give with others without expecting anything in return so that selfishness drops that yeah. selfishness is like it fades away because you give you don't expect what i just heard you say is that when you when you take time for yourself you're less needy oh <laughs> um, you, you you for put sure. off a different energy when you don't need something from somebody else for sure, for sure, for sure. You stop being, uh, you stop acting like uh, the child version of yourself. And I'm mm -hmm. sorry to say it, but you know, a child, whoever some uh, a parent that is watching us, uh, you can relate to the fact that the kids need us, right? They require attention, always want us, and they, um, mommy, papi, you know what I mean? But when we as an adult become needy, it's like the same thing. I don't get attention and then, hmm, and I don't get and I don't get love and hmm and you don't talk nice thing to me. What about yeah. you? Do you say nice thing to yourself? Do you uh, give to yourself the time that you are, you know, that you can give to yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like my my journey with I don't know, we're almost talking about 
it's definitely renewal and taking time for yourself, but I feel like there's almost boundaries there because when you don't have your boundaries in place and you open yourself up to comparisonitis, you're looking online and you're seeing where everybody else is and what they have and you start to get really materialistic and you start to get, um, you start to compare yourself where other people are at in life, what they have, and you, you do that um, and that spiral. It's just a lot of negative self-talk, um, and you feel resentful, and you can feel resentful to people around you too in your real in your real life. I know for me, it was with it was never my family, but it was it was with uh, my work. Mm. So for a, the reason I believe so much in like separation of work and play is what I like to say: work and life, work and play. Yes, is because. When I left university, when I graduated, I graduated in the middle of the recession, and so I could not get a job in my field. I didn't. So I fell kind of, I fell into sales and event planning, and then from there I fell into corporate retail. I've been doing that for 10 years, and in the beginning of my career, I I was brought up to work very hard. My Both of my parents are hard workers. My mom put herself through college and a master's program while raising us. My dad often had multiple jobs when I grew up. So, I mean, they, they, ta they taught me to work hard. If you work hard, you'll get to the head of the class. You'll get to the head of the whatever. You'll be up for promotion. So that they told me to always be the first one in, last one to leave, the one to volunteer. And so I did for a really long time. Um, I just wanted to do the best that I could for my, my job. So I would be considered for the advancement or whatever. So for mid, my mid twenties, I, I looked up and I was like, wow, this is not where I thought I would be. Maybe say 10 years ago, this is not where I thought I would be. I was married to my phone. I was on call 24 seven. Um, if my store wasn't open, then obviously, but like late at night, 10, 11 o'clock or in the morning, um, I didn't, I literally didn't plan anything for my personal life. I put off family trips. I missed every holiday and I missed almost every holiday for 10 years. Mm. Um, so I just like, I wasn't, I was resentful towards my workplace because I had let those boundaries go. And to a certain extent, I felt like I had to because otherwise I'd be labeled as inflexible or stuck up or not, not, um, reliable, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to be called those things. So I allowed the phone calls at eight, nine o'clock at night from work mm -hmm. and then, um, checking email constantly and all of these other things. But when I realized that I'm not moving up in my job at all, Mm. and I am miserable, mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, what, what am I living for right now? And I wasn't happy. So I started putting my phone on DND. I started not, e I started not checking email. And for a while, people were like, why didn't you get back to me? Mm -hmm. Because it was eight o'clock at night. My phone was on DND. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, there's a moment of frustration there that you have to almost coach and train people to start respecting this boundary. Some people mm. aren't going to get it because mm. they themselves don't have a boundary. Mm. And they're like, well, if I'm going to do it, you need to do it. But I, I have found, it's been really interesting. I found that as I explain to people, it's almost retraining because in, I, I have been in cubicles and in, in, in literal corporate America, I've been in the field in retail every single i've been in radio television every single place is the same mm. they expect this level of accessibility to you mm -hmm. and um and i've never been like a uh, an emergency responder or somebody that deals with real emergencies so in my, my situation may be different from your situation in that you work in healthcare. <laughs> But when I stopped and I started having these conversations with people like why I didn't e check an email at eight o'clock at night, mm -hmm. I was, yes, they were confused, but they started respecting it and they also started doing it themselves. 
Mm. Um, less mm-hmm. checking of email, less of that expectation. And I felt this little shift in my workplace. Not that everybody's perfect. I think almost everybody has these boundaries that they're trying to play with all the time. Mm-hmm. But not only was it better for, and then I, and then I got promotions. Then I attracted four different jobs at the same time that were highly competitive. I was able to cherry pick which one I wanted. I attracted a new client. Um, I was able to accept a, not accept, but um, what's it called? Negotiate for the top of my pay range. All of these things because I I show up at 100% at work because I'm able to unplug and rest and do things that are fun for me. And then that also lets you diversify your portfolio, if you will. Like if you are allowed to get into these hobbies that you want to um, explore, you can take pieces of everything you do and apply it to your work life, to your career. You, there's little nuggets of wisdom in everything. I, I I can resonate so much with you and one of the and, and also included it on the banner which is boundaries. You talked on you talked about boundaries and that is something so important because it's like you said, you pretty much have to retrain because it's not training, it's retraining your surroundings. Why? Because we since the beginning of um human interaction of our interaction with other people, we um gave them that accessibility and mm. yes you can call me at any time yes I will respond you can email me I'm, a, I'm you know I'm available and then we start creating like this um yeah accessibility and then when you stop doing it for x x y or z because you're protecting yourself you're protecting your energy mm-hmm. you are taking the time for yourself it's not that you are making or or inventing the time because everybody has the same 24 hours but you are like taking the time for yourself to disconnect and to unplug from the external world it's like you become the alien in the movie <laughs> you become the you know the the outlier like like the different and it's like yes and, and you said some you touched on something very important yeah your 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 line of work was not first responders was not but still people were expecting from you right in my case um i work in a healthcare in a healthcare setting and when people ask me oh so you're working this holiday i'm like honey uh hospitals don't close that's right (laughs) so a pandemic uh hit us uh yeah okay we put on all our gear and we go to work that's right yeah you know so so there is a level of expectation because of the work that you do but Mm -hmm. still we get to or i get to set certain boundaries why because I have to protect myself and I have to create like that uh, protection to my family, to my family time. Because if I come home from work, because there was a time when I was doing it until I had to like really stop because I realized that I was coming home from work. I was punching out at work, but I was still on the clock because I was still answering calls. Uh, I was still here while cooking. I was I was with my with my earbud like answering answering phone calls and then my kids also need my time and want to spend time with me and I'm not giving it to them because why because I'm still at work I'm physically here but mentally I'm at work so no I said no until one time I said you know what I'm putting my phone on um on not not no sounds so and not even vibration because I, if I hear the e I'm going to reach for my phone so I put That's no right. sound, no sound at all after after 8 p.m my phone is on silence so until i wake up at 3 30 in the morning it's on silence and because i wake up at that time doesn't mean that i'm going to reach out and answer all the messages i have because um that is my time my morning when i wake up that is me time that is not my time it is me time that is the time i have when everybody's sleeping to sit in stillness, do my meditation, and go inward and practice what I practice to get grounded and to welcome a new day with a positive mindset, you know? So I'm doing my my things for myself, right? So I still, even if I wake up, I don't reach for my phone and answer any message. So yeah, there's a certain boundaries that we need to establish in order to protect ourselves and to create that balance because if not, what happens, I'm a Libra, I think I mentioned that to you, uh, I don't know, but I'm a Libra, so I strive for balance. So if yeah. you 
more into one side than the other, then the balance is going to be like off, right? So you need to like strive for that balance, you know? It would not be perfect all the time, or maybe never, but you can do your best to strive for that balance. So I feel that the message, the overall message with what we just shared is just to see what works for you. If you can uh, like implement one of the boundaries or one of the, one of the unplugging tools that we share with you. So you can even put you putting your phone on silence or unplugging. Once you punch out, that's it. Leave work behind because at the end of the day, you're going to come back the next day and work will still be there. So your family needs you. You want to spend quality time with your family. And that's a key word, quality. Are you giving quality time for your family? Are you coming home on your full self? Not just your physical aspect, but your mental and your emotional aspect too. Because if you come home and you come and you bring home everything that happened at work, is the same thing. So we have to learn how to unplug and we have to learn how to like arrive in the present moment. And that's one thing that I do share a lot. Also arrive in the present moment and enjoy and acknowledge what's right in front of you. If it's work, then concentrating work. If it's home, then home. If it's your kids, your kids. If you're playing with your kids, then play with your kids. Don't be playing or pretending to play with your kids and checking your Instagram and scrolling through Instagram. You mm -hmm. see, so those are boundaries. <laughs> yes, that's, that's so smart because I, I actually have, uh, I know a lot of people have those posters and signs that say, be present. Mm -hmm. That's like really big right now. People are, are aware that we're addicted to our apps on our phones mm -hmm. um the social what is it the social dilemma is that the what it is uh yes. it's a documentary that came out last year yes yes the and social I watched dilemma. most of it i have like 10 minutes left but how and you know it wasn't anything that i didn't know i knew these apps were designed to keep you engaged that's the point mm -hmm. but i did not realize they used they, they were like, here's the psychology of addiction and how can we apply it to this app to keep people in, interested? Mm -hmm. I did not realize. And after I watched that documentary, I was like, okay, I know I'm on my phone all the time. Mm -hmm. So let me try to not touch it for a morning. Mm -hmm. I put it down and I was only able to go an hour and a half. I was oh, itchy. Something. I had to pick it up. I was like, okay, I hear the <laughs> notifications going off. Um, I, and I know that's something that I need to work on. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I do keep it on, if I have it on D&D and I have it in the other room, for me, that helps a lot because I don't even mm -hmm. think about it. If it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but I think for, for a lot of us, we, we kind of have to just start being aware of what's pulling us because that's where it starts. Your awareness can create the change, but if you're not aware that it's happening to you, you'll, you'll keep doing it. You don't know what you don't know, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and let me tell you something about that, and that it's also something that I do preach about as, um, as well, awareness. And awareness, it is something um, so important because, and, and it goes in relation to mindfulness, and I do talk about mindfulness a lot because, um, mindfulness is in relation to that to the awareness like what you just said if you don't know you don't know but let me tell you something there are certain things that that applies to but there are other things that you can still know that you yeah. can know but you just decide not to know because it is easier not to know so now you watch that that documentary and let me tell you something i've been telling my daughters since, since that came out you guys need to sit down and watch this documentary and they're being avoided me because they know what's coming after that. <laughs> they, they know as soon as you're confronted with that knowledge and they have to do something about it, they, yes. they know that. Yes, yes. I think that's exactly what happens when we procrastinate on things mm -hmm. and, or we avoid something. It's because we know that if we stop and we park out right there, it's going to create change. And sometimes we're comfortable with the way things are. Yes. We've reached this homeostasis, this equilibrium, and we're okay with what is going on. Mm -hmm. um, change is uncomfortable sometimes. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Uh, it requires us to use brain power. Sometimes it brings up emotions and, and things from childhood. 
Yes. Um, but it, but how I'm sure I have worked through some of these things myself and yes, there were tears Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of catharsis, but I have, I have such, (laughs) I have such a better, I'm in a better place now is what I'm trying to say. It's worth it. It's almost like you crack yourself open to heal. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of, there's just some interesting things that happen when you, when you start to ignore things or you skip over things, that's usually an indication that something triggered you that you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. I know, I think I just went way off on a tangent, but um, the other day I was listening to something on YouTube and something came up about exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always oh, about morning routines. I knew there was a connection here. We were talking uh-huh. about morning routines. <laughs> So she was talking about morning routines and how um, highly successful people structure their mornings. And it was meditation and journaling, some eating healthy, all these normal things that you you hear. And then he said, and then I always do my two mile run or whatever it was. And I pieced out and I looked at something else. My my son had come in the room at that exact second. I was like, perfect distraction. I don't want to hear this. I'm going to pay attention to my son. He's mm-hmm. important too. Uh-huh. And then I realized, and yes, my son is important, of course. But what I realized that I had done in the moment was because I didn't want to hear something mm-hmm. that I knew I needed to do. Yeah. I was like, nope. And I just deleted it out of my brain and moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. That's why I think bringing awareness, like I love to journal. That's one of the things I do. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, it, it makes me think through some things in a way that I normally wouldn't. And it, it pulls these things up that I've been avoiding. And when I can, um, when I bring awareness to that, then I'm able to make a change. Or at least make a choice. Do I want to change this yet or not? Because sometimes you don't have the brain space. Mm-hmm. But at least you're aware. You're not ready or you're not fully ready. You think you are and you're not fully ready. But awareness, I feel that awareness is that like the very first step is acknowledging whatever it is that you are um, have been thinking about or are you trying to do. Like, for example, it touched on, on, a, on, a, on a sensitive point for you because it touched on um, like getting active. It doesn't have to be two miles run. It's just getting active because, yes, the stillness, the meditation, the journaling, uh, the morning, the morning water, the warm water, and all the things that um, we we're hearing a lot that it's good uh, and that you know that it's a good thing to do uh, in the morning. But let me tell you something: it's not a one size fits all. You, that's what I was saying at the beginning. We are sharing with you different tools, different ideas, and different insights for you to take what it resonated with you the most, and then go ahead and try it on. Go ahead and yeah. try it, but don't try it one day because in one day nothing will change. D- try it on different, different, um, different days in a row and see what happens. And if that doesn't work for you, then try something else. This is not a one size fits all. Yes, and awareness it is like the very first um, step into into the change that you want to see, into the habit that you want to build, into the routine the routine you want to nurture. And maybe for you, you don't want you didn't want it to hear the two miles run, but maybe you can start with a ten minutes walk around your neighborhood with your yeah. son. You know, and it doesn't have to be the two miles run. You gotta start like maybe at the at, you know walking walking with your with your son around the neighborhood. That's something I started doing recently um, with my girls. Uh, we have a nearby park, and let me tell you, sometimes when I come home from work, I, I was telling you yesterday because yesterday we got together to test oh, yeah. uh, to test uh, the grounds before going live, and I was I was sharing with you, I came home so mentally exhausted, and sometimes oh. I don't even want to like tell the girls, let's just go to a park and do our walk, but you know what I said, they need it, I need it, and doing that, it will get us out of here of our head and our constant thinking and then just arrive in the present moment and just enjoy whatever it is that we need to enjoy at the at that moment at the now you know so yeah awareness is essential awareness is like one of the key points is acknowledging whatever it is that you need to do or that you isn't that you need to do that you want to do and also that you get to do so so yes awareness it's so good i mean it's it 
I think that's the first thing that has always helped me, just being aware of where I am and where I want to be. Once you are aware of it, then you can start fixing or healing um, or just making layered adjustments, just not even necessarily that you're doing something wrong, but like, can you layer something in, in a way that will benefit you or help you or get you to where you want to go? Exactly. And sometimes it's not even like a big of a change because we're not telling that you're doing anything wrong. Maybe you just want to like, like, um, feel empowered to tweak something that you've been thinking of, uh, of tweaking. Maybe it's just a little tweaking or just cleaning your lens because perspective is another, it's another, um, it's another thing too. Awareness and perspective. It's not just also, it's not just your awareness into a situation and acknowledging. It's also your perspective with what lens are you looking at the situation. And like one of my meditation teachers always says, you gotta clean that lens and look at the situation again. I really like that because when you're in something that's high, highly emotive, it's hard to see it from a 30,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. But if you if you take a beat and you just maybe take a few breaths and then and then maybe look at it from maybe a year from now or three years from now, what would that up leveled version of yourself think about this situation? And usually that distance creates some perspective. Yes, and yes, you can kind of yeah put that in perspective and and mm-hmm. it's less stressful. I agree. I agree. So yeah, there goes another insight for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this conversation. Um, awareness, we went, we went into some places I didn't think we would go, but awareness for sure, boundaries at work, mm-hmm. um, talking about like, is it a real emergency? Do you need to be a- available to work? If you have a job that is, that's necessary, I mean, that's probably a calling. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but if, if it's not, if it, um, you know, you figure out how to schedule your time mm-hmm. and start having those conversations with your peers or your boss or your clients. Um, and usually if you tell them, here's what I'm doing and here's how you can get in touch. If you give them a, a way that it can get in touch with you, they're mm-hmm. less likely to be upset. And I've actually had people tell me, thank you, because I've never really heard anyone do this before and now that gives me permission to do similar things um i think that's really important so i wanted to ask you and we've been talking about weight like morning routine is so important mm-hmm. self-care how does mm-hmm. what does that look like throughout your day so you're as you're doing yoga your yoga practice and as you're at work at in the health field Mm-hmm. How do you maintain, I know it's exhausting doing all of the things, but how do you maintain um, a level of clarity in your mind? How do you show up physically? Like, how do you take care of yourself? Let me ask you, when, uh, and, and uh, maybe not, I mean, not just you, the people that are watching us, when Rowan just asked me about self-care, what comes to your mind when you hear self-care? Do you think good. that? Do you think that I'm going to say, hmm, I take care of myself by laying on my bed one hour? Mm-hmm. Hmm, I take care of myself by going into going in for a massage once a week? No, darling. No, 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 no. Because self-care, and it goes much, much more beyond than just mm-hmm. the external things that we can do and that we think that it will like fill our inner cup and we go back to our inner cup. You know, one of the ways that I do, um, I do pay attention to what I need and my body needs and I nurture my self-care. First of all, I wake up in the morning, yes, and I do my practice and my practice is I sit in stillness, I have my morning routine, but one of the key and essential parts to my self-care and to my clarity and my my sanity, not my insanity, my sanity, <laughs> is to, first of all, watch the words that I use with myself. And this is something very big for me. Why? Because a while back, the, the, yes, the Jessica that you see right here, it was not the Jessica that it was three years ago. Why? Because a while back, three years ago, the words that I, I used to use with myself were not very uplifting, were not inspiring, were not empowering, were not uh, that I believed in myself, were not filling my cup, 
So now one of the ways that I do nurture my self-care is that mindfully choosing the words that I use to speak to myself. And because when you attack your own self, and, and this is something I tell my I, I tell my, my girls all the time, you can be your worst, your worst critic or your best cheerleader. You pick. And, yep. and when you become your worst critic, you are so down in the moment in yourself that no matter what anybody else do, it will not lift you up. So you gotta pick yourself up. And it's not like, I'm not saying that you gotta do it all yourself. Yes, you do need your support system. You do need support, but that first awareness, and we go back to awareness, that first mm -hmm. step, it begins with yourself. So yes, how do I do it? I choose and pick my words. And whenever, and, 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 and let me tell you, uh, it's so funny because I was just journaling about this this morning, about this, the words that I use, because the thing is that it's not that I'm not going to have any negative word. Mm -hmm. It's not that, because those words still cross my mind and still try to make the way back into my mind. But whenever they come here, like, oh no, imposter syndrome is one of them. Oh, yo, no, you're not good enough. Oh, oh no, you, you suck at this, I'm sorry for the word. It's like, um, no, I see you, I acknowledge the word and I acknowledge like that mo moment, but you know what? That's not going to define who I am and it's not going to define how I feel about myself. That's just a thought and we're humans. We're having thoughts nonstop, nonstop. I, I, and you know, I never remember the exact number but there are thousands of thoughts that we have during the day. Thousands of thoughts. Can you control them? Not all of them. So, so yeah, that's one of the ways I do nurture my self-care by choosing the words, by picking the words that I'm going to, I'm going to use to talk to myself. And another way is um, the level of compassion I have with myself. And that, so the level of compassion versus the level of demanding because this is something that it was me before too. You gotta do this, do this, 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 and that. And what yeah. about stopping? Yeah. What about slowing down? What about listening to what you need? Do you need to take a five minutes nap? Do you need just to put away your phone and just enjoy the water that you're drinking? Whatever it is that you need to enjoy at the moment, yes, that's another way that you can um, nurture your self-care and for sure it's, an, it's a way that I have implemented on myself because I used to be like that, you know? And, and especially when you know you can multitask, you're doing like three things at the same time and you don't give yourself a break. So that's another, another, um, another tool that you can implement in your life. Give yourself a break. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing is going to happen. You know, it, it's okay. Everything it's okay. You know, you just don't need to get so caught up in your head. So one of the ways, like I mentioned, is my words and giving myself a break for the, you know, using my level of compassion and also being grateful, being grateful instead of, um, like you were mentioning earlier, uh, the comparison, social media and all that. So instead of falling into that, um, that neediness, that constant neediness, or looking at what somebody else has and say, hmm, why don't I have that? Why don't I get to have that? Or whatever it is, just yeah. be grateful. And and like I said at the beginning, we're not gonna give you a magic, a magic recipe or not here with a magic wand. These just are tools that we have implemented and that I know I have implemented in my life because I was not living I was not living my days in the present moment. I was not living my, my days taking care of myself. My, my balance was completely off because I was letting everything else through my life but myself, but what I wanted, but what I was desiring. What, you know, so no, it was time to stop, to analyze and to see what was working, what was not working and start making small tweaks here, small shifts and small changes. So I really hope that that answered your question. It does, you know, and it, I, I love how you open that with like, hey, what is everybody thinking right now? When she said self-care, what, what's coming into your mind? And I think when we started hearing about self-care mm -hmm. a couple years ago now on a really big trend on social media, um, 
most Pinterest pins and self-care menus and blogs, they all focused around like a matcha drink and a bath, mm. you know, bubble bath and, um, you know, skincare. And while all that stuff is great and you can feel pampered and refreshed yes. and from a physical standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, talking to yourself in uh, the way a friend would talk to yourself and being aware of the moment is so much it has more more of a lasting effect yes. on your life um than just a bubble bath and i i love a bubble bath i do them all <laughs> <laughs> but i i think it's so much smarter to invest in yourself with with kind words with being aware mm. um and there are various ways that people can do that but um i think that is perfect that's a wonderful way to to round out the conversation and you just say and you just say something very true it gives you like a lasting experience and a lasting feeling because mm-hmm. although the bubble bath the manicure the hair and, and and the dream vacation is nice it's just that's it you know like a yeah. short amount of time and after that time passes it's like hmm, what's next and that's when you don't stop seeking for external external things to do or to expect mm-hmm. And then when you invest in yourself, like you just said, it gives you like a lasting, you know, like that lasting feeling, like that lasting hmm, emotion. Yeah. And and you are, and I, in a, on a sense, I do feel like it gives you more like a, how, do you, how, how could I say this? Like it gives you like a, like a, you feel even better because it comes from the inside. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, it comes from the inside and, and it, we go back to the inner cup. We go back to yeah. your inner self. So you feel better from the inside out. You know, it's that when you are, um, when you are um, like trying to, to, to put a, a bandaid on a wound, if, if the wound is so deep, and I'm sorry, we got to a different, to a different, uh, to a different example, but if you have ever had a wound that is deep, if you don't start treating it from the inside also, that wound is just going to heal superficial, right? So mm-hmm. it's just the same thing. So if you give to yourself from the outside, it's just going to be superficial. So if you don't feel your inner cup, then your inside, how's that going to be? So that's when the inquiry goes and, you, you know, the reflection on what are you doing for yourself comes into place. Yeah. And, and I think when, once you start to practice a few these things, mm-hmm. it might feel weird and uncomfortable and be difficult at first because it's like a retraining of your mind to start thinking in this certain way yes. in a positive way towards yourself and not giving yourself you know beating yourself up all the time mm-hmm. but once you start practicing that just like everything else it's easier to access all the time so whereas you might have a lot of planning and you have might have to drive somewhere for that vacation and that spa trip or even to draw a bath if you're a, work, a busy mom like it's hard to do sometimes Yes. But you can always access your mind. Mm-hmm. You can always stop in the moment. Even if you're cooking or doing laundry or something, in the moment you can start that, um, you know, positive words or affirmations or whatever that looks like. So you have access to it all the time and it's easier yes. from that perspective. I always refer to it like the toolbox that you can carry with you all the time. That's because right. it yeah. is a toolbox. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I like a toolbox. It is it is very much like a toolbox. Like, what do I need right now? I need affirmations or I need to release guilt around this thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, okay, so um, we're at about, I know we, we, we did like 10 minutes of troubleshooting at the beginning, but we're about 42 minutes into the actual conversation. What um, do you have coming up for people or what do you, what, do you have anything on offer right now where people, if they're interested, they can get to know you a little bit better. They can plug in and work with you a little bit more. Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, if you want to connect with me a little more, um, yeah, a little more than um, the grounding journey, I just put it on the, on the screen and what, um, coming up. We have, I mean, we, I'm in South Florida. So we have a one day to meet yourself retreat and it's a one day to meet yourself retreat. And we, um, and I say we, because I'm co-hosting it with one of my dearest friends. She's also a yoga teacher. She does sound healing and oh my goodness, we have prepared 
this um, this event is going to be from 8 o'clock in the morning to 6 p.m. And we have prepared this event to be able to provide different tools for um, for our guests, for the people that join us that day, to be able to be exposed to different avenues for them to explore how to tune in with themselves, to connect with themselves, and also to connect with others in the community. But um, most important, to give that time to yourself. Allow yourself and give permission, give yourself permission to take that time for you. You know, when, when you make the the necessary arrangements at home uh, to be able to attend to a, uh, an event like this, you're giving yourself permission to be open to the experience and just for you to take care of yourself. And the reason why we are including different modalities, we're including yoga, the physical part of yoga, because uh, mm-hmm. that we can talk in, a, in another in another conversation because yoga, the first thing that comes to people's mind is uh, somebody on a uh, beautiful shape and yoga is so much more than a, than a beautiful shape and a picture. Um, so we're including the physical part of it, gentle flows movement. We're including restorative yoga that I'm teaching. I'm also teaching, I'm leading the meditation part. Um, our Ayurveda coach is also doing the Ayurveda part. He has um, advised us on what meal to prepare for that day. So it's an Ayurveda meal, but he will also be doing a mindfulness talk in relation to the thyroid and more specific to a Hashimoto disease, which is an autoimmune disease. So it's going to be a wonderful conversation. We will be also uh, joined by a Pilates instructor because um, we feel that, uh, and don't be scared when we say Pilates, that you have to be extreme exercise because uh, we're keeping it on the mat and very gentle. So, so yes, just to uh, just for people to uh, give it a try, and also we will be doing a journaling bite of fire for from another a facilitator that she's also one of our friends uh, and yoga teacher as well. So you see, so we have this. Thing. Oh, and my 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 other friend, my the co-host of this event, we will be closing the night with um a healing a healing bowl um a sound healing not a healing a sound a sound bowl session session and she's bringing her tools yeah she's bringing her tools and her tools is not just a sound bowls she also have uh the dgd2 let me see if i say it correctly dgd2 that and i always refer to this one because it's one of my favorite ones and it's this long um i really don't know exactly what it's made of but almost like a Trumpet, but it's huge. It's, it's really long. Huge, yes, and it makes this grounding uh, sound and like mm, this earthy sound, and it's amazing. And all this will be happening at a nearby place that we have. Um, that is holding, you know, it's having us for that day. It is full of nature. It has um, waterfalls. The so the sounds of the water, the sounds of nature, and actually the ingredients that we're using for the meal that day, it is from that place. It is grown and harvested from that place. Mm-hmm. So it amazing. Is, yes, it is. It is a day full of opportunities for you to connect with yourself and to connect with others. And one thing that we are um, sharing with other people is that. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to feel you to be expert on any of the things that we're teaching that day. You just have to bring your heart, open heart, open mind, and just be open to the experience and see what's your biggest takeaway. That's all. And that's going to be it happening on really- You said May 8th, right? May 8th. I talked over you. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. May 8th. I love it. That sounds like a really amazing experience. So if you're... Um, if this is speaking to you, and you said you're in South Florida, right? Yes, yes, yes. You're in the area, May 8th. You got to go check it out. And um, do we need to buy tickets ahead of time? Like, how do we get in on this? Yes, yes. The tickets are actually on sale. Our event bright. You will find the, let me type in the name of the of the event. It is One Day to Meet Yourself. That's the name of uh, event and when you go to event right you know I should have um I should have the link ready but I don't have it ready and if I feel that you if I go drop it in the comments or something yes 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 
So it is one day to meet yourself. It is available to buy the tickets ahead of time because actually we only have eight spots left and um, that's on May 8th. So that's less than a month away and we are like almost there. <laughs> yes, so yeah, uh, we honestly are. It's gonna come before you know it guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, what a great way to connect with other human beings for one. Yes. <laughs> and then learn something new about yourself, learn another practice, um, enjoy nature, enjoy the good food, enjoy people. And That's enjoy great, yourself. That's a great thing. And enjoy yourself. And enjoy yourself. <laughs> right? I love it. Rowan, Absolutely. I really hope that you would be here so you can like, 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 like join us that day. That would be really cool. I live, so if, if anybody's joining us, you don't know where I live. I live in St. Louis, Missouri, which is in the middle of the country. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little far from Florida, but if I was in the area on the AP bed, I would be over there in a heartbeat. It sounds really amazing and just a real day to connect with yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And before we wrap it up, I really want to show this is Rowan's information because yeah, for from IG, I gave you my information, but from here, you are actually connecting and watching this through the branding journey platform. So if you want to connect a little further with Rowan, here is her IG handle, her website. And I really encourage you to uh, check her out. She is amazing. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking this time to connect, um, to connect with one another. And let me tell you something uh, to the, um, let us share something to the people watching us. This is just, that, this is just the first time that we're doing this, but there will be more coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have more in store. We have a lot of great conversations um, that, I, that, that have come from this talk alone that I'm gonna talk to you later about, Jess. Okay. Um, but we already awesome. have some things um, like in the works. So I'm excited to do this again. Thank you so much for all of the work that you took to set this up. Yes, yeah, no, I thank everybody. So if you like this, like it, save it, share, subscribe. And also, uh, like I always say, we're only at the MOA. So thank you so much, Ro, and thank you so much. And thank you for everybody that watched us. And if you, anybody is watching the replay, you can always shoot us a message or a question, anything we're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>